0: Hello and welcome to the Dorm Room Dispute podcast. NFL free agency is underway. It's alive and well. You would think it's the NBA with all the moves going around right now. Pandemic, be damned. These teams are on a spending spree. Players are flying all over the map. And uh, yeah, let's cut the crap. We got a lot to talk about. Most notably, my Chicago Bears making a mockery of things. Once again, they have agreed to a one-year deal with Andy Dalton, the Red Rifle, to continue the lineage of mediocre quarterbacks to go under center in the Windy City. Another freaking joke of a move by Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy. And the sad thing is, this team is close. Like, they have pieces there. And the bumbling from Ryan Pace up top, specifically in the quarterback situation, has slowly eroded away. Each year we're losing a little bit of talent. People are getting older and older. The prime years of contention of this team. They've made the playoffs two out of the last three years, despite not having a good quarterback. So you would think this offseason, like, hey, we just franchise tag Allen Robinson. He's not going to be here much longer. we still got Khalil Mack, and the defense is still semi-good. Let's try and figure this thing out so we can make one last push. And what do they do? They somehow find a way to downgrade at the quarterback position. Because behind that shoddy offensive line, improving, it's an improving offensive line, but it's still not great. You need a playmaker back there, a mobile quarterback. And you go with Andy Dalton, who looks like a stiff. I watched him in that must-win game against da- like Dallas was playing the Giants. He stunk. He stunk. He is no longer the same quarterback he was in Cincinnati. He's not mobile. And Mitch Trubisky, if you look all of his numbers last year, was better in nearly every major statistical category than Andy Dalton. And you know what the most frustrating thing is about this? It was just Andy Dalton as a move, as the stopgap bridge quarterback. You know, that would be one thing. Because they would have to head-scratches before with Mike Glennon, and then it just turned out to be a, uh, a bridge situation. So if it was that, and we knew that going in and they were planning on trading up and drafting a quarterback, that would be one thing. But these rumors come out that they're interested in Russell Wilson, which which they were. And you do nothing to deny those rumors. You keep feeding them. Feeding the fire. You're getting people's hopes up. And now mind you, I came out on this show and I, I said, like, I don't think he's coming to Seattle, but there's a chance. The door is open. And you settle with Andy Dalton? That's like telling your wife, hey, I'm gonna take you out to a really nice dinner. And instead, you get a coupon, you give her a coupon to Arby's. That's what just happened here. I was promised a steak, and instead, I got an Arby's fucking double cheeseburger. Or roast beef steak, whatever the hell that is. what That's what Andy Dalton's the equivalent of these days. Like, it. Oh my god! The Other ways too. If you were planning on getting Andy Dalton, we could have had him the year before for cheaper. But instead, we trade picks to get Nick Foles, and that doesn't work out. And Nick Foles is still on the roster. So now we have, you know, we have two really solid backup quarterbacks. We might have the best backup quarterback room in the NFL. And both these guys, I think, you can make the argument for uh, top backup caliber quarterbacks in this league at this point in the career. I mean, Nick Foles is ready to live in being a great backup. That's how he won a Super Bowl MVP, as a backup quarterback. And Service will back backup. But to be the starter, like, what? And It's another one of these things It's going to be all these half assed Because I hate quarterback competitions. I hate it. If you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterback. These guys are basically the same caliber. They're not elevating anyone around them's play. So they're going to have to work some magic during the draft or something to figure this thing out. But I don't see it improving. It's going to get worse before it gets better. Uh, I... It's frustrating. It is so frustrating. And it's not like Ryan Pace hasn't made some good moves. He has, but this is just... yeah, Another new low. And, like, yeah. Colin Cowherd made this point on the show the, the, the other day. Like, you're promising your family a vacation and you, you settle to a, a trip to, like, the local park. Is what you did by fueling these Russell Wilson trade rumors. And I heard the the, the return package they had. It uh, came out this morning uh by the way, happy St. Patrick's Day. Kind of side note. But uh yeah, so they offered uh three first round picks, a third round pick and two starters. They haven't named the two starters. It's probably some fucking scrub like Anthony Miller. Who knows. Uh but yeah, so it didn't work out. Russ is probably staying in Seattle. I don't blame him. Like Seattle made the right move. You're supposed to keep Russell Wilson. Like he goes out the door, but uh yeah, that's that. Now, a team that is winning right now in free agency, New England Patriots. I think they've made kind of the, the, the biggest uh, headlines uh, this offseason. And, yeah, you know what? They've made some great moves. And they, This is a Patriots blueprint of success, and everyone's like, oh, they're spending big money. They don't really do that. I mean, all the moves, though, if you look at them, are like New England-type players. So, yeah, they're going out and spending a lot of money, but, like, they all fit the system. You look at the offense they have. Well, number one, Cam Newton. I think that was a great job bringing him back because now, last year he came to New England, didn't have much time to learn the playbook, entirely new offense, coming off a year of not playing football. So yeah, he's going to struggle a little bit, but he was a lot better near the back half of the season. The passing numbers weren't great, but he led all NFL quarterbacks in rushing touchdowns. Cam Newton can offer a lot. He didn't have a whole lot to work with there either, as far as talent goes. So you go out and get him the best two tight ends of free agency. Which the Patriots had a lot of success when they had two, two tight end two good tight ends and uh, Gronk and Aaron Hernandez. Uh, and I'm not comparing these two. Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry are not Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez Hernandez talent level wise, but they're they're pretty good. That's a pretty good one two punch you got right there. They go out. They add some O line help. You add Nelson Aguilar. You got a deep ball threat. All of a sudden, it's starting. Cam's got some weapons. This is a team I would not want to face in the playoffs because they can control clock, they can run the ball well, and now Cam has a little bit more help on the outside. Bill Belichick acknowledged, hey, I don't draft tight ends well, I don't draft wide receivers well, we're going to go out and get some. And if you don't think, you know what, I think everyone's like, oh, this is kind of like not New England-like. Bill Belichick was watching Tom Brady on his couch in the Super Bowl, and Tom Brady's getting all this credit, and he's competitive. He's like, hey, come on now. I, 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 want, I want, we're not letting him win this divorce. I'm going out and getting some help. So that, I think it's a playoff team. Buffalo Bills better be looking over their shoulder because there's an arm race right now in that division. Uh, Jets making some moves, they got a high draft pick. Bills got to make, they got to, they cannot stand pat because they, they no longer have two free wins in the Patriots and the Jets. And the Patriots were competitive, like they, they were a competitive team last year despite the mediocrity on offense, well-coached team with some talent now, watch out for New England. I think that's a scary, good uh, team. I mean, going around the, the rest of the league, a couple other interesting uh, moves. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick goes to uh, the Washington football team after they released Alex Smith. And I will say this, at least Andy Dalton's not Alex Smith. I would've, that would have been a disaster. He pro- Alex Smith probably would have died if he was behind that O-line, you know, with the... the Foot or uh thing so uh they went out and go they had gunslinger ryan fitzpatrick who i think he's he's trying to make his tour around the league and trying to collect every jersey he can in that collection but you want a free money pick for fantasy next year you get terry mclaurin because Ryan fitzpatrick was uh second in the nfl behind Patrick mahomes in passes that traveled 10 plus yards down the field terry mclaurin's a deep ball guy he didn't really have anyone that could throw it to him like that like alex smith you know captain check down uh Fitzpatrick's gonna be Fitzy's He's gonna be airing that thing out. Uh, so McLaurin's gonna get a lot of targets. I think that's a team. Ron Rivera he sees the rest of that division is like, hey, you know what? I think we can win this thing. Goes out, gets a veteran quarterback that can win some games. I don't even know if they're gonna be done. If they're done making moves, uh, but um, we shall see there because I think that that's a very uh, interesting, de- de- developing situation to watch. Now I will say this for the Bills: they did bring in Emmanuel Sanders. Well I actually think next paired with uh Stefan Diggs that that's not a terrible move. Uh they also got Matt Milano as a linebacker. So that's not that's not bad. They're kind of they're competing. Interesting enough, and also in that division too. I mean you got Miami. They bring in Jacoby Brissett. So I'm curious to see whether Jacoby Brissett, if that's a uh, quarterback competition down in Miami or they're just going to use him as a backup. Jacoby's obviously very talented, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, th- that's an interesting division to me. I think those those teams have made a lot of noise, uh, and I, I, I really like some of the moves they, they've made too. Another savvy move just came out today, Arizona Cardinals adding A.J. Green. To the mix of that wide receiver core. That's a talented wide receiver core they have there. In my opinion, DeAndre Hopkins, best wide receiver in football. Now you add A.J. Green, used to be an elite receiver. Now he's probably more better suited for like the 1A, number two role. So I think he's in a great spot. Him, Larry Fitzgerald uh, and Hopkins, that's a dynamic uh, wide receiver uh, group that Kyler Murray has to throw to. So your other teams in that division, you better watch out because Cardinals are making they're making a play out there in the desert. They're, they had a... NFC West is up for grabs. I think that division is the toughest division in football with the Seahawks, uh, 49ers, uh, Cardinals. Uh, it's it's going to be a dogfight. It is going to be a dogfight in that division. But I think that's a, that's a good move by them. They keep adding a couple more pieces defensively. Man, they're close. Yeah, a couple more. But like they, I like their draft pick they had last year. I believe it was Simmons. They got. Uh, up from Clemson, and you got uh, Tyron Matthew. Yeah, J.J. Watt, a couple more pass rushers. Because offensively, they're set. They 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 can hang in a shootout with just about anyone. And Kyler Murray is a good quarterback. I think mean, they would probably they should have made the playoffs last year. They were a much better team than the Bears. But that's that's another good that's another team to keep your eye on. They're a couple pieces away. They're building something. They're building something special down there in Arizona. So. You know, maybe JJ Watt knew what he was talking about when he was like, hey, I still want to win a Super Bowl and I got my money. I still don't think they're a Super Bowl contender right now. I still see them as like a wild card team. Uh, but that they're up they're up and coming. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what else pisses me. You know what? Well, this is a side note, too. Optically, with the Bears, the first two moves they made this offseason was re signing the punter and the kicker. And they can't get the quarterback. They're, oh, well, you know, we gotta get we gotta get the kicker. I mean, it's just a bad look. I'm, and I, I was a fan of bringing back Cairo Santos and Pat O'Donnell. I'm not complaining about those moves, but those are the first two moves you make. That's the first thing on your checklist. Nagy and Pace are probably sitting there right now patting each other on the back. The big old cigar. Like, hey, I, think we did, I think we did a good job. <laughs> City's all pissed off outside. <laughs> Ugh. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, I'm, just, I'm going through the NFL here. J- Jameis Winston going back to New Orleans. Uh, Patrick Cushman's going to be on it a little bit. We will, uh, definitely, we'll definitely bring that up with them. him. My big winners, are, I think, right now are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. they they've bringing the band back together. It's already a great, great roster. So I really like what they are doing. Um, it's interesting, our old pal Mitch Trubisky, 49ers, thinking of adding him. So that could be another interesting move. But, you know, there's so many moves going around, you know, almost too many. The track, you know, I here something caught my attention. We'll switch to NBA land here. Last night, uh, I was watching the Pelicans and Trailblazers game with great interest. I was really, really rooting for the Pelicans. Uh, you can deduct the reasons why, but yeah, I was really, I, I had, I, I was, I was pulling for the Pelicans. They had a double-digit lead in the second half of that game, and you want to watch a masterclass in how to blow a lead? That was it. That was pathetic. And I've complained in the past about player movement, but you can understand why Anthony Davis wanted out. Just on that game last night was a perfect snapshot of what a bad organization looks like and how they blew that lead against Portland. They have a chance to seal it. They are up by three points with, I believe, 17 seconds or something like that left in the game. There's not much time. It is well under a minute. They inbound the ball, and they give it to Brandon Ingram, who's supposedly one of the better free-throw shooters. He got the ball in his hands. They follow him. He heads to the line. They are up by three points. All he needs to do is make one of the two free-throws. And he misses that first one, and you knew damn well that second one was not going in. You could not get a pen up his ass with a pickaxe. He was tight. You could tell. It was, uh, it, we looked nervous. Bricks the second one. All of a sudden, the door is ajar. They foul, uh, Damian Lillard. That he t- ends up, so they're out, they, they're down. They're down, or they foul, yeah, they foul Lillard. He goes to the line. He makes both of his free throws because, you know, he's clutch. Uh, so now they're down by one. Now, once again, if you inbound, inbound the ball, they get fouled. All you gotta do, you make two free throws, and the best they can do is tie, barring something stupid. So you force a shot. At least he can send it to OT here, or if if you make two, that's worst case scenario. It goes to overtime. They inbound it, and the guy cannot catch the pass, and it goes out of bounds. Trailblazers ball, and at that point, you know the game's over. One point, game time. Of course, he comes in, and not only does he make, it's not like he made some like great shot or anything. These idiots follow him behind the three point line. He makes all three of his free throws. That's all they wrote. Zion Williamson actually had a good look with 1.2 seconds left. Lonzo, too. But, like, that whole game, just a buildup of incompetence there and poor defense, letting them go on a 13 0 run in the fourth quarter to let them back in that game was like, yeah, you know what? I will never criticize Anthony Davis again for wanting to leave this team. Zion Williamson, get the hell out of there. Like, that's bad. That was terrible. There's no there's no use. I can understand why LeBron James wanted to ship all those bums out of LA. He's like, yeah. Yeah. yeah Brandon Ingram, he ain't doing it for me. Lonzo boss will so see ya. Pack your bags. We'll not blame him for that at all. He knows what he, LeBron knows what he's talking about. He might have a future in this GM thing. Speaking of what he actually just bought a part of the he's part owner now of the Boston Red Sox. A little surprising to me. Boston's kind of a racist city. LeBron's known for his player empowerment and uh, activism and uh you know You know, not the most little odd fit, but hey, good for LeBron. Uh, You know, that's a big brand there. Maybe maybe can turn that city turn it around. Uh, But yeah, so Pelicans, man, what a joke! That's a terrible team. Yeah, the team I really enjoy watching on a nightly basis is the Charlotte Hornets, and I Lamelo Ball is growing on me. Uh, The Ball family I've never been a huge fan of. I think they're a little overly dramatic. They kind of, his dad obviously overhypes all of them, but LaMelo's a good player. You, I would think he'd come into the league being this big diva because he's kind of a celebrity. He was one of the most famous high schoolers in America at one point. And he plays his ass off every night, he plays good defense. He passes the ball. He can score. I really, I really like the way he plays. Gordon Hayward and Terry they There's a fun team to watch. They got some talent, and it was interesting. To, uh, he had a great comment. They asked L- Lamella if they're like, "Hey, are you excited about facing LeBron James?" And he's like, eh, "No, not really. It's just another game. I'm gonna approach it the same way." Great answer. I, I kid is growing on me. That's a good team. Uh, another team. You know what? I was doing my NBA tier uh, rankings. Uh, last week, and I'm gonna re I'm gonna re or two weeks ago, excuse me. I'm gonna redo the tiers because there's a team that I re- has entered the tier that I really like that I think actually has a shot this year. Uh, it's the the 76ers. I think are legit. I watched them play the Bulls the other night without Joel Embiid, without Ben Simmons, and hopefully Joel Embiid can come back come playoff time because obviously that's gonna be different without Joel Embiid. it's not happen. But the depth on that team is legit. They got a lot of depth. Dwight Howard seemed to found the fountain of youth. He's playing some good basketball. That's a team not to be messed with. So, in the Eastern Conference, teams that I consider a contender uh, Nets, 76ers. Those are my two. Bucks, I don't think. Bucks will be a contender in the conference, but they're not. Those, The Nets and 76ers, I think, have a legit chance at winning an NBA final. Uh, right outside the bubble will be the Bucks and Celtics. They're after that, the rest of the conference, no shot, no shot. The legit contenders, I think. And that's by far and away, they're going to the finals. And then I got the Sixers, the right, right there with them. They're in the bubble, just outside the bubble. Bucks, Celtics. Western Conference, we're sticking with. It. I'm going, I, I still like Lakers, Clippers. Duh. Yeah, that's about it. I think Lakers and Clippers are the two two teams to beat. I, I don't buy the Jazz. I, they just, I don't know. They don't impress me enough. They're good. Don't impress me enough. I still think it's the Lakers thing to lose. So if we'll do two from each conference. Those are the two I really like. And, you know, all the ball movement stuff's nice. Jazz play great defense. And all. we'll see how well it translates to when the games start counting and people start trying on a nightly basis in the playoffs. So that's my thought on that. Joining us now, our token Irish co-host, uh, Patrick Cushman, in honor of St. Patrick's Day. uh Welcome aboard. Um, <laughs> let's get right into it. I mean, we, there's a lot to talk about in free agency. I mean, we were talking last week about how we thought the market might be a little bit uh, slow. Uh, it really hasn't played out that way.
1: No, it hasn't. Um, and, um, you know, you've seen a lot of these teams with a lot of cap space, like the Patriots, Jets. And, I mean, the Patriots, they've spent more in the last two days than they spent in the last six off-seasons combined. I think I saw... Either that or they're like $5 million short of it. But nonetheless, they have gone on spending sprees. Team, I'm surprised that hasn't made a lot of signings as the Colts. I think they're happy with their roster. That's why they're standing pat. But we have seen a lot of these teams with a lot of cap space go after a lot of these players. And so I'm a little surprised that it was a fast and furious first couple days.
0: So, based off of what you've seen today, you know, or I guess the past past couple days, uh, who stands out as the uh, winners and losers for you so far in free agency? We'll go. Who's impressed you the most? Who do you think has improved, uh, I guess, the, the most up to this point?
1: Um, I have to say the New York Jets. Um,
0: really? Dark horse? Adding,
1: yeah. Um, and, you know, they haven't made the splashiest and uh, You know what? You could say the Patriots, too. I mean, the Patriots do um do right now have made a lot of moves they struggled at tight end last year um cam newton who a lot of people criticize his signing but he does really well when he was in carolina and had uh, really good years he had a great tight end and greg olsen um they have a great o-line they have a strong running game they added that tight end um so they can be considered a winner um but I will have to say uh, the New York Jets, too, are a winner. And I am a little biased because I do have a soft spot for, um, uh, for Sam Darnold and the Jets. But I think signing Corey Davis was a really good signing for them. Um, they need someone. He's a deep threat. Um, and then they signed on the defensive side Carl Lawson. I really think they gave him a little too much money. Um, and then linebacker Gerard Davis as well. Um, And he's a really young linebacker. I think he's going to really help. So I think the Jets, I think they're going to be a little better than last year. I still think they're a year or two away from being legit contenders. But I think that they had a really good free agency period.
0: Yeah, I love the Davis move for the Jets. And, uh, you know, Corey Davis, obviously, I'm a little biased here. Too because he's from our neck of the word, uh, woods. He went to high school at Wheaton, Warrenville, uh, South. He, he's from uh, Wheaton, DuPage area. Uh, so I, I really liked him a lot as a playmaker. I think that's kind of a tough blow for the Titans because they had a kind of a sneaky, good one-two punch with him and uh, A.J. Brown. But now, if you're the Jets, you're set up pretty good where you can go into this draft. And I think if I was them, and we talked about this last week, uh, too, but you, you draft that tight end out of Florida uh, with your first overall pick, who a lot of people are Kyle Pitts. What a lot of people are saying is the best player in this draft. You pair him with some weapons, and uh, you know you rebuild the O line a little bit uh, with some of your uh, other picks you have. That's going to be a formidable team. And it's kind of an arms race right now in the AFC East. And if I'm honestly, if I'm the Buffalo Bills, I'm getting a little nervous because you got the Jets and the Patriots stocking up behind me. That's not going to be, that's no longer the two free wins like it was uh, this past season. So I I thought that was, I I agree with you. The Jets were very much improved. Uh, My, you know, I. The team that I, I really think has done well for themselves has been the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think they're my big big winners up to this point. You just won the Super Bowl, so obviously you have a great team. And Tom Brady pointed this out early in the offseason. He's like, hey, we just kind of hit our stride near the back half of the season. We're only going to be better next year. Now, you had a lot of guys that you needed to bring back, and so far, they're bringing the band back together. Uh, they re-signed Shaq Barrett. Uh, they got Levante David back. They worked out a deal with Chris Godwin. Uh, I heard they're in talks with Adamic and Sue now, too. So they're trying to Re, you know, run this thing back. That's a team that had a lot of weapons, uh, and they're bringing them all back on both sides of the ball. So that I think that, and they even restructured Tom Brady. They extended Tom Brady too, so uh, he's going to be playing for another couple more years. So I thought they've done a really good job uh, this far.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and that was a problem for them because they did have a lot of uh, pending free agents coming into this market. We didn't know what a guy like Shaq Barrett was um, able to get. We didn't know if Gronk was going to be back. Um, there are all these questions, but it seems like they got their core um, back. Uh, I don't think they're going to be able to sign um, Antonio Brown, even if they even if uh, they want to. Um, but still, they got a lot of key pieces back, and they got them at a price that they could afford them, and they're looking to run this thing back for a second season.
0: Now, uh, for the Packers, you guys, I believe you re-signed um, Aaron Jones, which I think is a great deal for both sides. Um because Aaron Jones, obviously, you know he wanted to get he wanted to get paid, but he was in a great situation in Green Bay, and I think Aaron Rodgers has to be uh, is a huge sigh of relief for him to get one of his running backs. Were you happy with the deal, or do you guys think you overpaid?
1: Um, you know, and it's tough with running backs because everyone knows running backs have a limited age, um, and you never know when they're going to turn that corner. Aaron Jones has been one of the best uh, running backs. Um, the last two years you know he's a top 10 maybe you could maybe make the argument for top five but he's a top 10 back nonetheless and he was going to go in this free agent period looking for a lot of money personally i did not think the packers were going to be able to afford him i me and my um dad we talked about it his friends my friends we all had come to the conclusion that he was as good as gone um and so i was shocked when i saw it um of course that meant that Corey lindsley Um, the center of the Packers, who I really think is one of the best offensive linemen out there. Um, But Aaron Jones, four years, 48 million. Um, But um, a lot of it isn't guaranteed uh, near the end of the deal. So they could probably cut him after two years, which I think is what usually happens and what I think they're going to do. And it gives green Bay a lot of uh, cap flexibility in the long run. Um, and they got one of their best guys back, so it did work out for both. Um, Aaron Jones will get his money. The Packers got their guy, and I'm really looking forward to a one-year, uh, a one-two punch with AJ Dylan um, as a power back, and then Aaron Jones as more of a speed back.
0: So, in New Orleans, the quarterback situation has been the big story this week. Uh, Drew Brees finally retired. Uh, and I, I think you can make the argument that no quarterback has ever done more for an organization than Drew Brees has done for the Saints and just that whole that whole city in, in general. Uh, I think he's easily top 10 quarterback of all time. Uh, so I guess a two-parter here, uh, what do you think Drew Brees is, in your mind, what is Drew Brees' legacy? How, how do you view him? And uh, we'll go the second part there. They brought back Jameis. They brought back Taysom Hill. Who do you have winning that starter battle? Because Sean Payton said there's probably going to be a quarterback competition.
1: Well, for the word to describe him, I'm going to use some holiday lingo for today. He is a patron saint um, for that organization. Pun was intended. Today is my patron saint day, so I had to use (laughs) it in in some way, and I did. Um, So he is a patron saint, you you know, from, you know, I mean, New Orleans was like a Detroit, you know, in the nineties, early two thousands throughout their entire history. They were awful. Um, they were called the eights. They never really won, even though they had, um, Archie Manning way back when, but you know, they were horrible, you know, paper bags on the face kind of organization. Um, Drew Brees, Sean Payton, um, that whole organization were able to rally around drew as kind of like the ringleader as the quarterback and, um, bring this, um, franchise, a super bowl. And, um, playoff success um, and make them a relevant and fun organization to watch throughout the years. So um, he's definitely the best player in saints history. um, Not even close um, on that front. Um, But it was what he, it wasn't him as a player as what he stood for, which most um, resonates with me and that he stood for the revitalization or actually the vitalization and the bring back to life of an organization. Now, um, with their current quarterback situation, you're paying um, Taysom Hill. I think he signed a four-year. I think it was forty-eight million dollars uh, restructuring. Um, that's a lot for a backup quarterback. Um, but um, and then you have Tays, and then you have um, Jameis Winston, who has shown that he can be successful, but has also shown that um, he has his pitfalls as well. So. Um, it will be interesting to see. I'm just kidding. Uh, On that contract, it was four years, $140 million. Um, But a lot of it isn't guaranteed. Um, I think Jameis Winston's a better quarterback. We've seen what Taysom Hill can do on the field, and we've been shown what he can't do when throwing the football. So I think Jameis Winston has the upper hand. Um, He's a true quarterback. He's got a good arm. And a year under his belt with this system, I think, really would help or really helped him and I think he's going to be a lot better coming in, um, to the preseason this year.
0: Yeah, I don't know how you could, like, you. we've seen Taysom Hill as a quarterback, and I love Taysom Hill. I like. I remember a couple months ago, I kind of half-jokingly, half-not made the argument that Taysom Hill is probably the, he might be the best football player in the NFL just because he can do it all. So I, I understand them wanting to bring him back just because he's so valuable, he can catch passes, a great third, like, you need a third and short, he comes in and the Wildcat can run for it. He can throw, so there's a threat there. He blocks punts. He does it all. So that's a valuable piece, I can understand, bringing him back. But I feel like it's no contest. Jameis Winston's a better quarterback. And even though he turns the ball over, I would think a year behind Drew Brees might help him. He might have been able to pick up some stuff. Sean Payton's an excellent offensive coach. Uh, and his numbers were like, even with all the turnovers, he is electric. Like, there's a lot of talent in that right arm of his. Uh, it's just reducing the turnover. So I think that would be a clear-cut uh, favorite uh, to win the, the job there. Uh
1: And to add on that, too, um, you know, Jameis was in a system in Tampa Bay. There was constant turnover. Um, He had a head coach every two years, new offensive coordinators, not a very stable organization. Um, And now he has that. um, Like you said, he was able to sit behind Drew Brees. He has Sean Payton, who's one of the best offensive coaches in the league, um, being able to coach him. So I think he's going to be able to – maybe this could be a career revitalization for him.
0: Now, I want to get this out of the way, Um, and I I spent plenty of time before you hopped on uh, complaining about this, but uh, the Bears picked up in the most bear move possible, Andy Dalton. Um, As a Packers fan, I guess, how do you see them finishing? Where do you think they stack up in this division? Because I would assume uh, they're not striking any fear into you guys now with a red rifle under center. Uh, do you think so? I uh, what What did you think of the move, and how do you think the Bears stack up in this division now?
1: Well, with all the talk of Russell Wilson um, and Deshaun Watson, Watson wanting to be traded, and Bears being linked, um, to both and more so Russell Wilson. Um, um, I think Andy Dalton is capable of winning games, um, and I think he would be considered one of the better backups. But he's in the bottom half of starters in this league. Um and with a team like the Bears, you kind of need a playmaker at quarterback and Andy Dalton really isn't that. You need someone with that's dynamic. Andy Dalton's you know, just a run of the mill, you know, kind of guy. Um so where do they stack up with the division? I I I think they're the third best team in the division. I really do. I think Minnesota's just a bit above them. Um, I think Minnesota showed flashes last year of what they could be, obviously at a rough start to the season, but they did show flashes of what um they could be this season. So I think they're gonna be you know a ten and six. and I just don't see the bears. i mean i I don't think they're gonna be awful, but they're just gonna be mired in mediocrity. I think seven and nine, eight, and eight kind of season again.
0: Yeah, it, the most disappointing thing about that is the fact that they've made the playoffs two out of the three last two of the last three seasons, there's some talent there. And it is just rotting away with some of these bonehead. Like, they're just wasting seasons. They're just wasting prime seasons of Allen Robinson, Khalil Mack, all these guys. And one by one, like, guys are starting to leave. It's just uh, it's a mess, kind of a waste. All right, final question for you before I let you go. Out of the guys' remain, do you have any predictions for the remainder of free agency? Any guys you're looking at that you, you think, hey, this is a good player out there. I think he may or may not go to this team. Uh, bold predictions for the remainder of free agency.
1: That haven't um, gone yet?
0: Yeah. This could be draft, too, I guess. rest of the offseason, if you have one. There's a guy that stands out like, hey, I think he's going to go here, or a, a team you think is uh, going to make a move relatively soon, if you had to, if
1: you had um, to pick. Kenny, Kenny Galladay at wide receiver. Um, played with the Lions the last two years. Um, he was a later round draft pick from NIU. Um really really kind of a uh a good story behind it, you know, go to a smaller school, get drafted late, and then become an elite free agent at such a young age. Um, where he will go, I don't I'm hoping I just don't think the Packers will be able to give him the money, but I really do want the Packers to possibly add someone. Um I thought because I when I initially uh when we came into free agency I thought it was gonna be a slow market and I thought the Packers might be able to get a wide receiver for cheap Curtis Daniels also out there. Um, and so there's still a lot of good players. Juju Smith Schuster at wide receiver. There's still a lot. Will Fuller, um, Sammy Watkins, T Y Hilton. So I'm thinking that white, I thinking that although the market as a whole has been pretty fast and fierce, this wide receiver market has proven to be a little bit slower. Um, But I think the Packers make a splash. I think they restructure a contract or two, and I think they sign a wide receiver.
0: Yeah, you get a Kenny Galladay next to uh, Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. Watch out. That would would not be fun. And they
1: don't even need the creme de la creme. I mean, I would be fine with, you know, an old T.Y. Hilton. I kind of wanted Nelson Aguilar because he's a good deep threat. Yeah. Um, But... We shall see. I mean, I'd be happy with any of them. Rashard Higgins is even on the board. I mean, he's not a bad Antonio Brown. I yeah. don't want him, but uh, no, this wide receiver market has been pretty slow. Really, Nelson Aguilar is the only big name sign. Yeah. So
0: T. Y. Hilton's an interesting one because, like, he looked it looked like he was showing his age at the beginning of last year. And I remember watching him late in November, and he still has a little pep in his step. It's like, oh, okay. He caught he caught a nice deep ball from Phillip Rivers. He scored a touchdown, and then after that game, he kind of went on a run where he put together a nice second half of the season. So that's a that's a crafty veteran that uh, I think he still has a little bit left in the tank. So I think that that's a that's an underrated uh, player. I'm glad you pointed him out. Uh, I would be remiss if I, before I let you go, your SIU Salukis uh, just beat Northern Iowa last weekend. They are nationally ranked. In football, uh, so I mean, you guys got to be happy down there in uh, uh, SIU land.
1: Yeah, um, it's pretty exciting, especially um, with COVID and stuff. There really hasn't been a lot going on. Our basketball team wasn't very good, um, and so this kind of you know football team, you know, being good is a good refreshment um, from all of the negativity in the world that we've seen that COVID has brought along. And so it's fun, you know, to be a winner. Um, even if it's FCS or whatever, um, it's still fun to win. Um, now, we did win yesterday um, on the back of a 36-yard missed field goal. Um, but a win is a win. We're nationally ranked. Roll dogs. Dogs by 90.
0: There you go. Both are six schools right now, make, making the big stage. Our, I mean, our basketball team stunk, too. That's the only big sport we have. But our women's team made the, uh, made, made the tournament. Uh, they're playing Texas, though, first round, and they have the – Player that's supposed to be drafted number one overall in the WNBA draft. But nonetheless, uh, you know, nice that nice our schools are getting some notoriety. I guess yours more than ours because you guys are nationally ranked. But Patrick, I will leave you to it. I know you have a big day of uh, day drinking ahead for St. Patrick's Day. So uh, have a good one. Thank you so much for joining us. Of course. We got time. We got to do a couple quick ad reads here. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Primetime Sports Talk, your top source for all major sports content, including. Uh, Daily fantasy sports, fantasy advice, and great gambling tips. Be sure to head to primetimesportstalk.com to check out their in-depth analysis, exclusive articles, fascinating interviews, and explore the rest of their amazing podcast family. Again, primetimesportstalk.com, your go-to spot for sports content. We have recently just been added uh, to Primetime Sports, so maybe you're listening to them based off of what we posted in there. Uh, You definitely should. Great site. Make sure you check them out. We are happy to be aboard on there, especially when football season gets out, and we can uh, start uh, winning with, with some more free money uh, with the gambling advice. But, yeah, great site. MJ uh, Hurley, who who runs uh, the, the, their uh, social media page there, he has a, his own podcast on there as well, does a great job with that, so make sure you check them out. Uh, also, for those of you listening on the Unhinged Sports Network uh, right now, we have – a little bit later this week, Friday, on uh, um, depending on when you're listening, hopefully it's before Friday, uh, we are doing Doorman Respute. We're doing a color cast of the Bulls-Nuggets game on Friday. Uh, pull up the time here for you. But that should be a good one, and it is a tournament. So color cast is one of the apps we've partnered with at Unhinged. It is great. You can listen to a bunch of broadcasts on there uh, from guys like us. Uh, so they have a tournament of broadcasts. So we've been doing a couple games for them. Uh You know we've 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 had some decent success on there. Uh So we have a they put us in a March Madness style bracket based on listeners. So we're doing the Denver broadcast Friday, eight o'clock p.m. If you can tune in, that would be great. You'd be supporting us. You'd be supporting the network. We're gonna see how far we can ride this thing. It'll be a great look for Unhinged. Make sure you check out all of their their content too on there. But yeah, so support us and I believe another podcast on the far end of the bench. uh who is also on Unhinged, they're on the opposite side of the bracket of us. So the goal is to have us two meet uh, in, in the finals. So make sure you go check out their broadcast. Too. I'm sure you can check their social media for it. Uh, finally, the last two uh, ad reads here, uh, we got, as always, our old friends from Fanatics. So you want to get a new Andy Dalton Bears jersey uh, or a Mitch Trubisky because you already miss Mitch, uh, you can go Fanatics right now. You use the link in our description on Twitter. We have a uh, link tree. Click the link tree. One of those will say Fanatics. Click that. Take you to the site. Anything you buy, they kick a portion back to the wonderful people at the Unhinged Sports Network and it really helps support the podcast. And finally, Hulu T... Or, excuse me. yeah, uh, <clears throat> uh, Fubo TV. Hulu TV. Hulu TV. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Hulu in the mornings. So I usually go to the gym at like 6.30 and go watch Seinfeld on Hulu. So Hulu, Freudian slip there. But Fubo TV. They also probably have Seinfeld on there too. Uh, Check them out. You can get a free 14 day trial if you click the link in our description on Twitter at Dormer Dispute, and you can go watch the content. Fubo TV is nice too, because I know for spring training especially, I've been trying to watch some spring training baseball, and the game yesterday wasn't being broadcast. It's like, well, how am I going to write an article about Carlos Ordon and Ronaldo Lopez in the fifth starter battle? I can't watch it. Fubo TV offered the spring training game for the White Sox, so if you had it, you would have been able to watch that game. So definitely worth worth checking out there. So that is all we have for you. All right, let's talk a little college hoops here. Uh, March Madness is upon us. It's about to begin. Probably filling out your brackets. I like to do the good old-fashioned paper bracket, uh, personally. I mean, I do it on the app, the ESPN Tournament Challenge app as well. But, uh, you know, something about filling in the paper one, which is pretty good. Going through here, this is what I would tell you. Number one, and I'm a homer here, obviously going to Bradley. Respect the Valley. Do not be surprised if Loyola... Upsets Illinois. This is my almost upset of the week. We all know what Loyola did last time they're in the tournament. Number eleven seed went to the Final Four, but this is a very good team. Uh, I don't. Ha- I have Illinois, so my Final Four. I'll go to my Final Four first, really quickly. Uh, I got uh, Gonzaga, Alabama, Baylor, Illinois, and it's tough because it's basically chalk, uh, which I, you don't like to do in a Mark Madness thing. But who, who the hell knows at this point? But if, if there's going to be an upset, that's going to ruin brackets. Second round, keep an eye on Loyola versus Illinois, Loyola-Chicago, a great defensive team. The teams that are very good defensively usually do well come tournament time, and Cameron Crutwig out of there, best player in the Missouri Valley Conference, is a beast. So respect Bell. I think they can slow down this high-powered Illinois offense. Illinois had some close calls in the past, they nearly lost to Nebraska for God's sake. Uh, you know, obviously very impressed. Did, I have them in the Final Four. They're a good team, but to not be surprised, number eight Loyola knocks them off. Also, Drake, they're going to beat Wichita State in the play-in game. So Valley is going to win at least two tournament games here at the Missouri Valley. Valley runs deep. That's my predictions there. Uh, as far as, like, the rest of the bracket goes, Gonzaga I have winning. I'd also be very cautious about picking them, though. I am not very confident in my Gonzaga pick because they usually play a bunch of cream puffs in that conference. Now, everyone's telling me the Jay Billis, eh, Dick Vitale, they're the best team. This is the best Gonzaga team they've had probably in history. Uh, so this is, a, this is an excellent roster, obviously, but they tend to get tight in these big games in the past. They've been number one seeds as well. Uh, so if they get knocked out early, would not surprise me. I like Oklahoma more than most, too. So the second round, that's kind of tough. Virginia, they, the road's not easy. They're going to have to go through probably... If if it all goes as I predict, they're gonna probably have to go through Kansas, Oklahoma, and uh, Virginia. So that's a tough run uh, for for Gonzaga. But everyone says it's the best team they've had in a while, so that's why I, I rolled with them. But uh, we'll see. Not not completely confident about it. Iowa's completely overrated. Uh, I think Luca Garza's okay. The rest of that team, you know, I, I think they're an overrated roster. The other one that I advise you against, the from the little research I have done is that a lot of people, the trendy pick is Georgetown uh, over uh, Buffalo. Um, and I I've I do not think that has happened. I have, I've been told that, or excuse me, not the Buffalo, Colorado, Georgetown over Colorado. Colorado is probably going to win that one. I think Georgetown's a little bit overhyped. Uh, Colorado, much better against top 25 opponents. Uh, a better conference record. Georgetown kind of snuck in because they won their conference tournament. So, uh, Do not be fooled by that one. There's always a 12-5 upset. That's probably not the one. All right. Joining us now is Marshall Macaluso. He is back. He came out of the woodwork. As soon as I was suffering, he's like, "Oh."
2: Oh, I get to make fun of the Bears fans? Yeah, I'm there, boss.
0: I'm there, boss. Yeah, not ideal. Well... I'll let you have the floor since you haven't been on in a while. There, there
2: Yeah, there's a lot of free agency frenzy is going crazy right now. And I have a couple points. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of moves, a lot of people who I'm like, I have no idea who that is. A lot of people I'm like, oh, my goodness, that's a, that's a nice move. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you right now. The Patriots... They made a lot of moves. This was my most cause they they you know, you know, the Patriots had a down year and Belichick's like, alright, my ex just won a Super Bowl. I gotta do my absolute best to one up him. And like, I know it's not that simple. He's a smart guy, obviously. But I'm not gonna lie, I'm not a huge fan of the moves. I feel like there's a lot of players out there that like you you don't wanna give them these like premier contracts. Cause you often see like, uh, a lot of guys who, like, have a really good season, and then they get top-tier money, and doesn't always work out. I mean, you got Robert Quinn on the Bears. It's kind of like that type move. Sorry, I it's a, it's a little Bear Slam yeah, Fest tonight. Uh, this, um pour salt in the wound. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I just thought I just that was a little interesting. I know everyone's like, oh, my goodness. But, like, a Nels, Nelson Aguilar is, like, a huge... Um, in, like, uh, example of that, I guess you could say, just because I think now Nelson Aguilar is a good example of a guy who was just like, he was in a bad situation in Philadelphia. I do believe that's true. He wasn't there when it was like really bad, but he had one good year with the Raiders and he built a lot of chemistry with Derek Carr. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons that like he had such a good year. So paying him a decent chunk of money, I'm like, I don't know. I feel like that might be a reactionary move. I understand they need receivers. Um, but, uh, yeah, but, hey, you know what? The two tight ends, I will say, um, is that with Cam Newton, they like to use a lot of 11 personnel with tight ends, and so I think that's a good uh, good pickup. Hunter Henry's a good player. We just haven't seen him in a while because the torn ACL. Um,
0: well, my, I, my yeah, whole thing yeah. was the last time the Patriots – I mean, the Patriots were two good tight ends. We've seen it work before. Mm-hmm. And, obviously, John New Smith and Hunter Henry are no Aaron Hernandez and Gronk, but I think it fits the system, and uh, Nelson Aguilar is a great deep ball target. And Cam doesn't push the ball downfield all that much. But, like, I, I think he's getting some more weapons, and yeah. I think it could work. And yeah. smart. And he doesn't – Belichick knows he doesn't draft tight ends well. He knows he doesn't draft receivers well. So he went out in free agency and got some. So I was yeah. fine with that. I actually thought the big winners were the Buccaneers because just they brought the whole band Yeah, that together. is true. That is true. Uh, and I think so far we have been the big losers to this point. Yeah. I mean, that was yeah, – th- you, you give your two-pace Well, Let me – and I, you guys heard me rant about this earlier. But, like, the fit. Is terrible. It's not like... Andy Dalton is like... A, if you surround him with playmakers and you let him distribute, that's fine. But who the hell is he distributing to besides Allen Robinson?
2: Who may or may Darnell
0: Mooney, maybe. Anthony Miller's going to get traded. It's a horribly constructed offensive lineup. It is a... I don't know. I think you downgraded from last season. No, I... It makes no damn sense. Yeah, I agree.
2: And, like, Andy Dalton last year was one of those guys who, like... Uh, It's like his stance weren't very good he had some flashes but like even when he's at his like peak He's like, a great backup he, in this league, yeah, but a you know very below mean?
0: average starter, like bottom tier starter.
2: Yeah, and you throw him into the Cowboys offense, which was already pretty good. I mean, they have Amari Cooper. They have um, uh, 88. Uh, 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 rookie, CD Lamb. CeeDee Lamb. uh Yeah, they, they, they have some weapons. They already have a pretty good offensive line, uh, pretty good scheme. It was just their defense that was, like, horrible. Uh, and you threw him in there, and he's, like, he's all right. He's fine, I guess. Um, but, yeah, no, I agree. And it's like... It, this literally, this literally just goes back, and like, it, it's so unfortunate because it's like we're beating a dead horse. But like, the trajectory of the Bears, Chicago Bears franchise, lies altered ex- exponentially for the worse when they drafted Mitchell Trubisky. Because I was looking, and because the Patriots, who we just talked about, are on pace right now, because free agency literally has not even started yet, and they've already made big time money moves, and they're on pace to be potentially in the top five. Of most money spent in an off season, I believe number three of that was the Chicago Bears in 2018, the season before the Double Doink. So that's where it's like, "Good afternoon." Uh, that's where it's like, uh, you know, if uh, <laughs> as Mitchell's uh
0: class cuts in. Um, yeah, I apologize. I'm on a Zoom. Technically, I thought it was muted. I hope they can't hear us right now. Um. <laughs> um How's everybody doing? There? Oh fuck me! Hold up! How the fuck are we gonna? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. That's
2: fine. We good. Uh, um, right. <laughs> um But uh but yeah, no, it it it's like the 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 Bears like they had it. Cause they had they had it going so well. You had that rookie contract quarterback who's not costing you a lot of money. You have you build a ton of great pieces around him, and then the rookie contract quarterback was just very, very bad, and now here we are, and it's like I said this in previous podcasts, is like the window of contention is over. It's done. They they need to they need if, if they don't draft a quarterback this draft, I think that they will be that that it, they need to draft a quarterback and they need to draft smartly. I think if they go like a Mac Jones route or something like that, but then again, it's like do you, do you want to uh do you want to trade up to get a guy who might not be like the real deal in the NFL? I just think that like there's so much uh going on and it just goes to show like their last effort was like this supposedly icy relationship with russell wilson and the seahawks and they threw a bunch of first round picks at the seahawks and the seahawks said absolutely not we're not going to trade russell wilson one of the one of the better quarterbacks of this past decade um but yeah it's just like coming it's just coming to a close and like i think i think if if the bears go out there and just put together, like, a five-win season and just don't do anything and they have no prospect for the future, Ryan Pace should be gone. He should have been well, gone already. Yeah, but like,
0: and he's going to get the coach fired here because Matt Nagy, I think, hasn't really had anything to work with. But, like, he thinks these Bears fans are stupid. Like, we're yeah. not some hillbillies out in Denver where we'll be happy with any oh. home quarterback. Oh. <laughs> like, you go, you, Mike Glennon... And then, well, I mean, here's the big portion, like, because obviously he hasn't gotten the quarterback situation right in a while. But, like, the optics of letting the Russell Wilson, rumor, Russell Wilson rumors, like, run rapid, they didn't All do right, anything to go deny ahead it.
1: and get started here. Um, I finished great. Sorry about that.
0: Mm. Um, that's going to be a problem later. I just exited. <laughs> anyway, they, they let the Russell Wilson rumors run rapid, and then you, you settle for Andy Dalton, like, two yeah. days later. So, like, what the – and you expect Bears fans to be happy about that? Like, it's not going to end well. This oh, thing is going to be a disaster this season. You're right. They ruined their contention window. Like, yeah, it's this, over. it's the, over. These yeah. talented players are wasting. They are, it's rotting away. They're all getting older. Allen Robinson's not going to be here much longer. It's, yeah. it's done. You, you blew it because you couldn't get the quarterback right. You needed a playmaker this year. And you settle with Andy... Yeah, and it just it just goes goes to show like and
2: and, and the funniest thing is is like and I know I guess I saw this on, on Twitter, but like you think about it like they okay, we have Nick Foles and Andy Dalton. Last year we traded for Nick Foles for some we traded draft picks for Nick Foles, took on his contract. And what also happened last offseason, Andy Dalton signed a one year like eight million dollar deal with the Dallas Cowboys. So like they could have signed him for cheaper last offseason, season. And then, like I, I don't know. It, it's it's it is really ridiculous, and I, that's why, like, you gotta look to the future somehow. I know the, everyone knows that the bear, like the Bears, are gonna be sellers at, when it comes to trade deadline. I would not be shocked to see uh, some draft capital regained, and they send off some of the better players. I mean, Kyle Fuller, a guy hey. who's been who was a, a good. Um, a, a turnaround story for the Bears didn't start out so hot, and then he was on his, like his contract year, and he started playing well. I believe they're going to get rid of him unless this is
0: like another Mike Glennon like safety net, just so you can have a bridge because they're going to trade up and draft a quarterback. But even that wouldn't make sense because you got Nick Foles on the roster still. Yeah, right. Like, that's going to be another joke of a quarterback battle. Yeah, because like? at least really Trubisky will. he can win games and he can run around and he was mobile. Was he a good quarterback? No. But he was mobile, so yeah. you can win games with them with this shoddy offense. Yeah. Where Danny Dalton is like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I'm done. Now want the state. You know what? Enough about our sorrows. Unless you had something you wanted to add there. Let's go. State of the Broncos. I haven't talked about them in all this podcast. How how you feeling about Denver right now?
2: <sighs> you know, I'm not gonna lie, Mitch. I'm a little cautiously optimistic. I think we got a Ronald Darby's a corner good cornerback. We picked up Von Miller's option. Resigned Shelby Harris. Um. Justin Simmons long term deal going to get done. Uh, we are not uh, stuck in the draft at a single position. Uh, they can use the no- the number nine pick to trade. They can use it to trade up for a quarterback or they can trade back for next year. Um, Deshaun Watson reportedly prefers Denver and San Francisco. Uh, I would not be surprised if he
0: wound up in Carolina. They're showing interest in Mitch, too, the 49ers. Interesting Mr. Bisky? Yeah. It's a backup. I guess yeah
2: no I could see it um no yeah I, I'm glad I, I George Payton is an, our new GM and I was like I don't know what's gonna happen I I, I could have seen the new GM coming in and like cutting Von Miller for cost purposes and you know all that stuff um but so far I think he's made a lot of really good moves and I think he's like been super rational and I think that uh so far so good for me so I it, it all comes down to the quarterback that's literally it uh, I believe what I think they're gonna do is they're gonna try their hardest to trade for Deshaun Watson, and if that doesn't work, they're gonna run it back with Drew Locke and trade back from the number nine pick, um, because like the Bears and other teams are in play for a quarterback. Uh, so I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if there's a potential like you know the Bears get the number nine pick and we get your guys' first round pick next year or something like that. Um, but uh, kind of like, kind of a little bit like what the Miami Dolphins did, and they were just, you know, obviously they got Tua, but they got that number three pick from the Texans. Um, so I would be fine with that. Um, but yeah, no, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited. It all just comes out as a quarterback, though. If Drew Locke starts and he just sucks it up, I'm like, it's not going to be great. Um, but one team that, I, that I've been
0: pretty impressed with so far is uh, is the Cardinals. Yeah, you know what? I talked about them earlier. I agree. I think the yeah. green move was solid. You you might need to add another piece on the defense. Yeah. They're slowly building cuz they drafted that Simmons. They got Matthew who's pretty good. You had JJ Watt. Yeah. You had maybe one more pass rusher, another couple pieces there that could be a decent yeah. team. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I think that Kyler Murray can only go up. Uh they can get I, I I see them drafting like a second round running back, something like that, who can just fit in the hole. Um And, uh, yeah, no, it's been really interesting to see um, running backs. So so I think, honestly, the worst move of the offseason, the Packers and Aaron Jones. Really? I thought that was the worst move of the offseason so far. I think that, well, they drafted this A.J. Dillon kid, who who seemed in his limited role last year, um, who seemed to be fine. Uh, They have a good offensive line. And like I've said before, we've seen Raheem Mostert score six touchdowns in a playoff game just because he had a really good offensive line, really good scheme, and they just use him right. Uh, And I think, uh, you know, I think the Packers should have just, like, kept A.J. Dillon and maybe, like, uh, just drafted a guy in, like, second or third round. Um, We've seen this before. Like, we've literally seen this before with Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley looked like a world beater out there and... Spoiler alert, playing running back in the NFL does not do very good things to your knees. And over time, you're just not going to be the same running back. And they sign up to this big deal, and then they just cut him later on, and he signed like a $7 million contract with the Falcons. Uh, You know what I mean? Like, it's just running backs. That's
0: a good point. Running backs. Yeah, running
2: backs are not like a sustainable sustainable investment in the NFL. You literally draft a dude, and within four years, when his contract is up, you could probably draft someone in the second or third round, who will do just fine. David Robinson, no one ever heard of him. He ran for a 1,000 yards last year on the Jacksonville Jaguars yeah. as an undrafted rookie. Like, you can find people to, like, fit in a system. I mean, David Montgomery. What was he, a third-rounder? Third-round. Third-rounder. He's a fine running back. You put a good offensive line and you use him correctly, you, you, You'll it'll be fine. I think the Packers, like... They have needs elsewhere that they should have filled. I mean, look, they they should have gone. I, I they should have been in the market for a corner. We saw what happened against the. Um, you had Jair Alexander, great cornerback, number two guy, burnt toast for 60 minutes. I mean, they should they should have used that money. Got a cornerback, uh, and then I mean, I they, they they could have just ran AJ Dillon with RB one. I think that would have
0: been fine. I I was I was shocked to see that. I was honestly shocked. My thought, and you know what, you bring up an interesting point. My feeling was Aaron Rodgers probably breathing a sigh of relief. He got one of his weapons back. A guy that can catch passes out of the back. Well, that is that. that That's where Aaron Jones. If you want to win a Super Bowl, he's in a good scheme that made him successful. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But I mean, that's uh, it makes sense though because he gets. uh, yeah, no, I that that's a good point. I didn't even think about the Ty Gurley thing because you're yep. paying running backs. I'm always hesitant because I agree. I you never yeah. like when the Bears moved off to Jordan Howard, I was disappointed, and then yeah, like and Jordan like, Howard turned what out is to he, be yeah. What is he doing? Exactly he got cut from the Eagles. Exactly, and he bounced, I think he got cut from the Dolphins too. To be completely honest, it's yeah, useless out there right now. Yeah,
2: and I mean like that goes to show with, like Philip Lindsay like we're he's probably not going to be on the Denver Broncos next year. And this is this is not to say that like Aaron Jones will not perform like, or do well or anything like that. I mean, obviously, the Packers have a really good offensive scheme, and that is the one thing. The Christian McCaffreys of the world, they can catch passes out of the backfield. That's a dynamic thing that not a lot of running backs can do. I mean, Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara are two examples of guys who, like, obviously, they're top-tier running backs, uh, but they fit an offensive scheme w- way better than, like, a, dare I say, a Derrick Henry. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I mean, dude, w- you, with the, the the Browns' offensive line, like, you could throw – a lot of different running backs back there and they will do just fine. I mean, if you get offensive line is where you want to be, uh spending that money, uh, and then your running game will, will fall uh fall in place. But yeah, I thought that was I thought that was a dumb I was a little surprised to see that. I was a little surprised to see that. But uh I will say though, like as a franchise, uh, because this kind of goes back to the Von Miller thing I was talking about. Um, and so this could be a, a part of why the Packers and a lot of our teams have signed re-signed guys, is like There are going to be times where, like, Von Miller, coming off a year-long injury, we're giving him $18 million, and people are like, oh, that's so expensive for just one year. It's like, well, if you're constantly cutting dudes for cost-expense purposes, especially, like, your locker room leaders, because I have no idea how Aaron Jones acts in the locker room. He could be, like, one of the pillars of the offense. And if you're just going to be like, "Um, yeah, you cost too much. See you later. That's not a good message for your locker room, and that's not a good message for – your uh for future free agents who are like, you know, I want to be appreciated on a franchise, I wanna be be there for life, stuff like that. I mean it kinda like this is not apples, apples, but it's kinda like John Lester and the Cubs. Yes, yeah, yeah.
0: I agree. All right. Really quickly, before we let you go, so far, give me one winner of this offseason to this point. Obviously, there's still a lot more to go, and the you are a loser so far. get you had to pick two teams. Okay.
2: Um, the winner of the offseason, you know, I'm gonna go up the the team that won um, I think is the Cardinals, and I the I think Cam Newton is the winner of the off season because I'm not gonna lie I thought that he was kind of done he didn't look very good and the fact that their offense was pretty bad the Patriots. That that did not help him at all, and I, I honestly thought that he was just going to gonna
0: be kind of given up on. I see. Everyone says Cam Newton looked bad last year. He led all quarterbacks in rushing yards, and he's never been a great passer. Who yeah. do you have to throw to? I thought he did. Like, considering the circumstances, he got COVID. Yeah. Sucks. He had to miss the majority of the – like, he didn't learn the playbook until, like, two weeks beforehand because he got signed late. All things considered, I thought he did a hell of a job learning the new yeah, offense, no, second year in the system. Agree. So I think he is a big winner this offseason. Yeah, and but like, I, I don't think he's bad at all. I, I think would, you're see a nice I would not back have been.
2: Here. I would not have. I was partially would not going to be surprised if they the Patriots just kind of like didn't re-sign him. Uh, but they did, and then they said, and then they're investing in, they're building around him. Um, so, yeah, I think that was a winner. The loser, it's just Bears fans. It's Bears fans. Yeah. That is the loser of the offseason. It's just, like, it's brutal. Like, I, I like, the Broncos have not had found a quarterback for, like, five years, but you guys haven't found a quarterback for, like, the since the beginning of time. Uh, you know what I mean? It's, like, it, it's brutal. And, like, Ryan Pace, like, the fact that he goes out here and, like, has these press conferences where it's, like, all this, like, BS positivity and stuff like that, and then, like, he, he, they just go out and sign Andy Dalton. It's like, really, man? And it's true. Like, you guys aren't dumb. You guys have been looking for a quarterback for eons. And, like, you had this, like, crack pipe you could smoke for Russell Wilson, but, like, and that got you excited for, like, a couple
0: weeks, it's but then true. in reality... I did get a little excited. Exactly. <laughs> but in reality, it's like, nah, you're gonna stick with Andy and Dalton. And I knew, too. Like, I was saying, like, there's no... Like, Seattle's not gonna trade him. Yeah. But there was hope,
2: and hope's yeah. a dangerous thing. Hope is a dangerous <laughs> thing.
0: Um... But yeah, no,
2: it's uh, it's definitely the Bears fans. That's a that's a tough look.
0: Well, with that, we apologize for the shortened uh, session with you, Marsh. We're gonna but have to get you good. back on. Hopefully, some breaking news comes out within yeah. the next couple weeks. <laughs> Sean, Sean Watson, baby.
2: Sean Watson headed to Colorado. The sh- the Sean he Watson, liked Watson Jerry in Judy's Instagram post today. So uh, <laughs> that, means that, that means something. That means something. That means. It's
0: getting frosty. Hope is a dangerous thing, It's getting though. frosty in Houston. <laughs> oh, the my The relationship's torn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. That's all we have for you. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, have a wonderful rest of your week.